so we are doing shrimad bhagavatam canto 11 part 2 this is chapter 26 uh, this chapter is called aila gita this is a story of kururava king kururava and the celestial nymph urvashi now we had learned that in the last few verses how kururava is getting completely disillusioned by everything that is around him especially the human the body that uh, urvashi's body and he has taken up this as a way of getting into the spiritual mode so this is what we had done up to verse 26 we are doing shrimad bhagavatam canto 11 part 2 chapter 26 verse 27 onwards of the aila gita my devotees fixing their mind on me do not depend upon anything material they are always peaceful endowed with equal vision and free from possessiveness false ego duality and greed so my devotees fix their mind on me do not depend upon anything material they are always peaceful endowed with equal vision and free from possessiveness false ego duality and greed so these are the things which a true spiritualist is supposed to do he is supposed to number 1 fix his mind on the divine that means the mind which is constantly roaming all over the world looking after all kinds of things right from uh, say possessions of house property you know wife children family you name it everything that a person tries to possess he is supposed to give that up and fix his mind instead of the material domain into the spiritual that is become very devotional in aspect to the lord so this mind shift from one place to the other is the same when a human being is focused in certain things a man is focused in certain things in life like say for example if you see the people in the stock exchange they are driven by making money you know i have to make money i have to make money i have to make money and they are constantly going over there and trying to earn more and more and more they are single pointedly driven over there so in the same way just like a man and a woman when they are in love are only talking about the other person in the same way you have to focus your mind only on the divine so fix your mind on me and do not depend on anything material this is a this line would say that you know in our world we are so much bothered about where is the money going to come from where are things going to happen how is the things going to move forward whether i am going to get married not get married whether i will have children not have children whether there is sickness in the house the person will go get okay or the person is going to die you know how many questions we have in the material domain now imagine there is a master you know in olden times the uh, every household had a kind of a servant right now now this person used to stay in that house for many years from say by by the time the person was around 15 20 years old from that time onwards the person stayed with that particular individual now this master would take care of all the issues of that person that means from food clothing shelter you name it including getting married in the future you know like this person has to get married so the master will definitely give 
you know, money and look for a girl or a boy, whoever that person is. And they take care of everything. So you don't have to, so he doesn't have to bother about anything. Now just imagine, if we think of the divine as the master, then what happens? Why are we thinking about where is money going to come from? What things are going to happen? Where are they going to, you know, we will be able to survive or not? The master is there. He will take care, isn't it? You leave everything to that divine. Why are you bothered? It doesn't mean that you are not supposed to work. Remember, in that household also where the servant is, is he not working? He is working over there. He is serving the master. If the master says, go to the market and get this, he will go. Right? So, this is called Seva Bhavna. Seva means service. Bhavna means a kind of a feeling towards the master. So, when you have Seva Bhavna for the divine, what do you do? You serve the master. You serve the Lord. Now, in the same way, in an ashram also, it's the same thing. It's called service. And service is the one which happens in an ashram. Alright? The seva happens in multiple ways. So, here we are talking about serving the Lord. But you cannot see the Lord. So, how do you do? So, you serve mankind. Okay? Consider you see God in everyone. That is how. How are these people? These people who have surrendered to the will of God, how are they? They are very peaceful. They are endowed with equal vision. They do not have disturbance in their mind. They are not bothered about different, different things. Somebody is praising them. Somebody is saying something bad to them. They are least bothered about it. They are focused in what they are supposed to do. So, they have equal vision. They have no possessiveness. They are not saying that I own this, I own that, this is mine, this is mine, this is mine. There is no such thing as possessiveness. You know, you possess things in this world. In the material world, man possesses things. And how does he possess? Very jealously he will guard them. This is mine, this is mine, this is mine. But a spiritual person doesn't possess anything. He may have just a pair or two of clothes. Maybe a sandal or two, maybe a, a you know a bowl or something like that. A very simple human being with very simple tastes. So there is free from possession. There is no false ego. Ego is very strong in a human being. What do we do? We keep on bothering about. I, me, myself. You know, every word will start with, I was thinking about it. I am going here. I am doing this. I, 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 I. This is mine. That ego which is there, which drives a person, needs to be sublimated. Has to be completely destroyed. So, this person, this individual, King Pururava, becomes free from this false ego. Duality. There is no duality. God is separate, I am separate, the world is separate, I am separate. No. When you have, when you see the whole universe as one, how do you see the universe as one? You are not bothered, it is somebody else's child. If you have to help children, you will help children in general. If you have to see the world from outside, you have to see 
you see when let us say for example when you go to a hotel or you know when you go to stay at some place suppose you are not given a room of your choice you know if you go to a five star hotel and you will say i want a room facing the swimming pool or i want the penthouse what happens and if the people say you know oh, sorry sir we don't have that room and the next person that comes in front of you they offer the room to that person you know how angry you get your ego comes up isn't it and this system where your ego comes up you feel separation from the world this is a kind of a problem which we face now in spiritual also the duality happens to people what is duality duality is two one and two god is separate i am separate people are separate i am separate children are separate my parents are separate no this kind of duality doesn't exist in the world we look at the entire universe as one only so that is duality and the last one is greed i want this i want that keep on gathering stuff no you don't gather stuff at all if you have few clothes you make do with those clothes see we have this habit of wearing new clothes i mean uh, every day a different pair of garments when you go to work or when you go out isn't it so these different pair of garments that you have then the person will say oh you bought a new one oh we are very happy about it but suppose you wear the same dress every single day you know there is a person who wears a pair of jeans sneakers and gray t-shirt you know that gray t-shirt a pair of sneakers huh and a pair of jeans you know who i am talking about no a poor fellow is in trouble now mark zuckerberg like you go like a mark zuckerberg if he walks on the road do you think you will recognize him you won't there somebody in yeah of course maybe you will recognize him a gray t-shirt a blue jeans you know so even if he changes that gray t-shirt the next day does anybody come to know about it nobody is looking at his dress remember that they are looking at his brains they are looking at the money he is making isn't it so here i am just telling you that this greed is not important to have more 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 is not important many years ago when someone came to me and said you know how do i overcome this problem i said see there are three colors which are supposed to be absolutely bland one is called black one is called white and one is called gray you know black white and gray all literally fall in the same category so if you wear black trousers wear white shirt or gray shirt if you wear white trousers wear gray top you know you keep on changing if you keep if you have four five or three four white white shirts or t-shirts who will come to know about it i mean you you keep to your one brand only okay don't buy 10 brands nobody will come to know whether you are wearing old one or new one isn't it it's uh, in our in in my world earlier i mean as a fashion in the fashion world we love fabrics which crumple quite a lot and even if they are crumpled nobody understands that they are crumpled they look nice when crumpled they are called linen 
<laughs> when you wear linen shirt nobody understands whether it is bad or good it looks okay you wear white linen shirt okay and you wear some gray or white trousers or black trousers nobody will come to know whether you are wearing old ones or new ones so when you have this if you open the wardrobe and you see you know only white and gray and black <laughs> there is no choice then do you know what is the important thing which happens when you go to the market to buy you don't have to look at those yellow colors and blue colors and purple colors <laughs> you got the point you have fixated it one to this range is only so much gray to black and that's it or white that's it beyond that there is nothing so this is how we define the colors in a person's life later on when you feel that you need a slight color then go for a little beige this way you can start reducing your wardrobe then your mind which gets occupied you know the the amount of time that a woman or a man spend a man may not spend a woman will spend in a sari shop looking for one sari one sari she will go to 25 different shops in a row finally come to a point where she will say you know in that second shop i like that third sari which he showed me so she will go all the way back to the place and buy the third sari madam you could have stopped this entire thing right then but no you have to spend 3 hours yeah yeah i want to eat chaat you know on the way that is why i did all these things otherwise where will i get to eat chaat over here <laughs> you know the chandni chowk and all those areas in delhi is very very good at that so coming back to our point so greed we have to eliminate greed by doing these processes processes are very simple you know there is a very beautiful uh, dialogue i was listening from a movie so he says are wo ladki tumhare i am going to translate it don't worry wo ladki tumhare zindagi mein aayi aur usne na tumhari colgate toothpaste thi wo bhi nikal di that means the girl came in your life and she removed the colgate toothpaste from your life and now she says you have to become very very you know environmentally friendly so you only brush with herbal toothpaste toothpaste is nothing but a soap do you know this a toothpaste you know whichever toothpaste that you use is nothing but a soap and how much do you think is that special thing added in it a drop in an entire toothpaste maybe two drops in an entire toothpaste of that herbal whatever that you call it you can do one thing you can take plain soap and brush <laughs> your teeth if you want and later on take one drop of eucalyptus oil or something and put it like this that will be much better you know this is the way all these uh, cosmetic companies make money you uh, last time i was telling you all how many shades of red are there you go to the lipsticks or you go to the nail polish stand you know the number of reds that are there you will get dazzled by the number of reds and greed is something that we need to overcome i hope you understand how this so this person pururava has understood that he is supposed to come get rid of all these problems oh greatly fortunate uddhava in the association of such saintly devotees there is constant discussion of me and those partaking of this chanting and hearing of my glories are certainly purified by all sins of all sins so krishna is telling uddhava see pururava understood this so what did he do he went into the company of saintly people 
those who have read some of the old books, you know, ancient texts and all that, you will find that there was a time when in the village, there were these traveling monks, you know, wandering monks. And it was a great honor to call them home. Call them home and feed them. Today you look at a monk, that fellow is robbing underwears. I mean, look at the kind of monks that we have today and in olden times, what kind of monks were there? The old monks were really very good. What were they bothered about? They were bothered about talking about God and giving education to people. Today's monks are fake. No, what you have to do is be in the company of one who keeps on talking about the divine. It is not that you have to keep on saying God, 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 God 24 bar 7. It has to be a natural process. The process is moderated for normal human beings. Moderated in a sense, slowly and steadily you can do. Because commitments are there. So, I would suggest whatever is mentioned in this, you know, Uddhav Gita. This whole book that we are talking about is called Uddhav Gita. And the one chapter which you are doing is called Ayla Gita. Okay. So, you can slowly start building up towards this. Even if you spend 15 minutes or one hour or whatever time that you can get reading scriptures or reading holy books. If you don't know how to read holy books, can you read some good story books of saints and people like that? Yesterday, I, uh, somebody was saying, Guru, you had given me this, you know, Ramakrishna Paramahansa's gospel. It is, please read it like a storybook first. So, keeping with, you know, association with saintly people is extremely important because our mind is then going to focus on this particular thing only. Otherwise, on a day-to-day -day basis, you know how much we are bothered about in the world. How much we spend our time thinking about nonsensical stuff. So, if you can spend 15 minutes, 20 minutes, half an hour, one hour or whatever time that you can give in company with the saintly people, it will do good to you. When you meet the saintly people, there is constant discussion about the divine. There is no other thing that comes up. Right? It's the same thing like if you, if you meet a gambler, what is he going to talk about? He is going to talk about gambling, how he loses money, so on and so forth. If you meet somebody who is into racing, horse racing, you know what he is going to talk about? Which horse is winning, what is doing, and so on and so forth. If you meet people from the cricket industry, you know, cricketers or those who love cricket. Yesterday, Sri Lanka did this, New Zealand did that and West Indies did this. They are just talking about that, isn't it? You know, when Sachin was playing, he used to do so much. What are they talking about? They are just talking about that subject, isn't it? If you meet all foodies, what happens? You talk only of food. <laughs> and then you talk about restaurants. Where is the best food available? What is it that you like? One day Raj asked me a question. He said, this is a good restaurant where you get good food. I said, you see, the problem is, it is not 100% guaranteed that you will get good food in the same restaurant where you had been a year ago. Why? 
because if the chef and the cook must have changed, what will you do? Restaurant can only serve you food. You know, they can give you seating arrangements, they can serve you a certain kind of food. But the taste can never be guaranteed. Why? It is dependent on the chef or the cook over there, isn't it? If the chef and the cook have got angry with the owner and gone away, then what happens? <laughs> then, then, you, then you had it by the way, you can never get the same meal. Right? The reason why the fast food industry, you know there is a fast food industry, why do they standardize on the stuff? Standardization, so suppose you go to Pizza Hut, why is it standardized? I mean the same kind of Pizza Hut, across the world you will get the same pizza, the same toppings, everything, why do you get that? Or if you go to a KFC or a McDonald's or any other big outlets, what happens? Don't you get the same kind of taste literally all over? The reason is because it is standardized in a particular place. And once you standardize it, then nothing changes. So even after 10 years, if you go to the same place, you will get the same flavor of that particular thing. It is not dependent on the chef. It is dependent on the ingredients which they have fixed. Right? I hope you understand that. You know the French fries which you eat in uh, McDonald's or all these places. Why do you think they taste the same? They taste the same because they come from one particular place in the world. They are frozen. They are made from a singular kind of a potato that is available. And everything is shipped, ac shipped across the world. And that is the reason why the taste is the same. You try making French fries at home with the potatoes from the market. You think you are going to get the same flavor? <laughs> you can never get. <laughs> so, did you understand that? So, here in this case, if you talk of people from the same world, then you will be speaking the same language. If you meet somebody from a fashion world, he is going to talk of fashion. If you meet somebody who is a pilot, what is he going to talk about? Hmm? He will say, uh, I was there in the manifest yesterday. I flew from you know London to New York. I am going to take rest in Paris. I mean, what else is he talking about? He, yeah, of course, he is going to talk about, you know, this hostess flew with me. <laughs> because when I used to go to meet my friends in the uh, you know, Air India, earlier Air India, he was... He will look at his manifest, he will say, okay, I am going to be flying. On Wednesday, I am flying from here to here to here. And then he will go further and he will say, who is there in my flight? So he says, achha, achha, ye hai, ye hai. this one is there, this one is there. Okay, okay, I know. And manipulation happens over there, okay. Manipulation is, those who make that rooster, no. There is somebody who creates the rooster. If you bribe that person, you get that same person on your flight all the time. <laughs> this also I understood over there. At that time he will say, Are, I did, I did this. Okay, coming back to that. So you have the same kind of people with you. That means you are going to talk the same thing. Do you know that in life, fights also happen on the same issue? If it is food, 
you will find that food is going to rule your life from January to December. If the fight is on food, huh? if it is going to be money, the fight is going to be on money throughout your life. You think there is going to be other subjects to discuss? No, only one subject till the end of your life. And what is it that happens? I mean, just imagine when, <laughs> when a boy and a girl or a man and a woman fight, the only thing they will say, you know, they may fight over some stupid issue like who is going to do what? Okay, at home. And finally, the punchline is, you don't love me anymore. <laughs> what has cleaning the wardrobe or the toilet got to you don't love me anymore but you imagine the punchline is always this you don't love me anymore and then the next line will be I am sorry <laughs> isn't that how it works please remember it's the same story going around all over the world you know the world is like this no so finally you are going to start and end at the same place and the same stupid idiotic subject is what you will fight about. The same way with life. So you are in a company of a particular person, you are going to discuss that only. You think that person is going to discuss something else? No. So let us see. I, you know, as a person gets older, you know what the person discusses? I got ache here, I got pain here, I got these problems, I got that problems. As you cross 60, 65, 70, 75, 80, you know the problems become more and more. And discussion on one subject, my arthritis, oh, you know it goes on for days or years at end. Suppose there was one bypass surgery, the person is never able to bypass that bypass subject for life. You should know that. He can never bypass the surgery. I had a surgery, you know. They removed this vein from my leg over here. You see this, this scar over here. I tried to do... Oh, what is that discussion all about? But that happened 20 years ago. Why are you still discussing it? But that is important subject. You got to discuss it. Well, if you get up from there and go away, no, they are going to feel hurt about it. Alright? So, best thing for you to do is carry your phone with you. Have about 50 apps in it. Uh, like Aditya says, 200 apps in one phone. Please have it. So, your phone keeps on hanging. <laughs> so, <laughs> I was hearing about one of his friends yesterday who has got 200 apps on one stupid phone of his. The phone is not going to boot. Okay, and it's going to keep on hanging because everything is gone. So understand this, if you are in the company of that kind of a person, yeah, you had it. So what Krishna says, you have to be in constant discussion about this subject. And if you are in on the path of spirituality, you will do chanting and hearing of my glories. What is chanting and hearing of my glories? Hmm? You are not going to listen to Katy Perry and all other people. You are going to listen to all the spiritual people. You know, maybe S.P. Balas or one of those people. You are going to listen to all the holy songs. Alright? And there are some channels which are going to play continuously the songs. You know, it starts with Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya. 
in the morning when the car starts from here to goa i am just waiting for it to get over because you know <laughs> and every time when you stop the car or something happens and the thing shuts down it starts all over again you know it goes back to the loop once again and it starts all over again so i i have to think you know i hope the car doesn't stop in the middle <laughs> keep on driving so that it gets over though i have a button which can do a flip you know the next but <laughs> i don't have a button to the person sitting next to me you got the point <laughs> so coming back to this you love to listen to those songs of the lord they are very interesting listen to the glories actually we are going to do a chapter the next one it's all about how to glorify the divine okay uh, no, no, very little jokes at that time you know you, you can take an off <laughs> for the next chapter because we are going to going to talk about the glories of the lord so interesting subject but and when you listen to the glories of the lord you get purified purified because you are not thinking of anything wrong you are thinking of that one divine thing only doing your duties in the world well, the idea is that when person thinks that they have to join an ashram or they have to go and stay with a guru they think the guru is going to talk about god from morning to night no not necessary the god can talk about sonu ki ti tu ki sweeti ki shaadi it happens who says it doesn't happen so don't worry if you have an interesting you know guru he is going to give you information about everything in the world okay maybe 200 apps is insufficient for him who knows <laughs> three three phones with about 100 100 100 apps in that <laughs> it's a joke okay don't take it seriously whoever hears chants and respectfully takes to heart these topics about me becomes faithfully dedicated to me and thus achieves my devotional service now when you listen to this when you keep on chanting praying and focused on the divine today i am teaching to people who are like i said yesterday frogs one one foot is in the material world and one foot is in the spiritual world so i am entitled to make a certain number of jokes okay because as you are moving from the the material domain there are lots of things which go wrong in our material domain isn't it life shows us all those shades and in between also grays also so when you get to see those shades and you get dissatisfied with life how do you cope up with you don't know you have problems in your office you have problems with your spouse you have problems with your children you have problems in this world for whatever that may be you know traveling you imagine the amount of pressure that a person has to go through in big cities like say new york or london or tokyo or mumbai do you know they have to travel 3 4 hours in a day it's not a joke to travel 3 4 hours in a day especially if you are going standing the pressures are too much the tensions are too much and that is what causes a lot of problems 
you are going for an 8 hour job or a 10 hour job and traveling for 3 to 4 hours a day, half of your life goes in that traveling. You know, the pressures are too many. So, when you have these kind of pressures and you have pressure from your boss, you have pressure from achieving targets and so on and so forth. This world is full of angst, full of problems. How do you get out of this? This is the solace that you get. The solace is in the spiritual. In spiritual, you learn to crack jokes and not be affected by them. You can see the same life traveling three hours by train or by bus as an interesting experience. Rather than thinking, oh my God, my legs are hurting. I know today I have to submit this. My boss is talking this. You will not be thinking of that. You may have put, you know, your headphones on and you may be listening to some music. It doesn't matter. You know exactly what you are doing. Spirituality firms your status in your own life. You become firm. You become grounded. That is what spirituality teaches you. I am not talking about religion. Religion will make you bigoted. You know, you know, bigots, B-I-G-O-T, I don't know how you pronounce that word. But bigoted people, you know how they are? They are focused. You have to wear this cap, you have to wear this dress, you have to wear that, you have to do this, you have to say this so many times a day. Religion is restrictive, spirituality is good. Yesterday one question was asked to me, the day before yesterday. What is the best thing for a woman? Which religion is the best one for a woman was the question asked to me. Somebody wrote to me and the answer was very simply this. Spirituality is the best, not religion. Spirituality not tainted by religion is the best. Spirituality is all about the spirit within. Okay? It is not bigotry. It is not something where you have to focus on some God somewhere. No. The God is within you. You bother about the own being inside. And you focus about this one person inside of you. Which I will say your higher self. There is a higher self and there is a lower self. If you focus on the higher self, that is what you should be bothered about. And how do you raise yourself in your own eyes and in the eyes of the world? That is what spirituality is all about. How you get centered. Remember the previous words that we heard over here? What did he say? He has to achieve a particular position where he is going to get centered, isn't it? Endowed with equal vision. Right? Peaceful. You know, you are not going to be disturbed person. You are going to be peaceful. You are going to have equanimity of mind. Let the worst happen or the best things happen in this world. Yet, yet you are not wavering from your position. Your position is equanimity. Now, how much this you would require in your life? I am sure you want equanimity. Why do you have to go through this struggle every day? You think going to church or temple or some places of worship is going to remove that thing from your mind? No. Once you get out of that, you are still back to your square one, isn't it? No. Here I am talking about becoming spiritual means knowing I am not going to church or a temple. The church is inside of me. 
The temple is inside of me because this is the temple and this is the church of God. And God lives within me. And that is what is spiritual. The spirit within you is what you got to only bother about. And that will be learning spirituality. And that will rid you of all the problems even at home or at workplace or at every other place that you have. Then nobody saying anything to you. If somebody calls you, you are a bloody cheap person. That will not hurt you. What is cheap over there? That person's mouth, you know, the one who is talking is cheap. Not you. You got the point? I always say this, that whatever comes from the mouth of that particular person, who is dirty? If somebody is giving some kind of bad words to another person, saying, you are like this, you are like that. You think that that person is like that or the one who is speaking is like that? The words are coming from the mouth of a particular person. If that person is spewing bad words, that means that person is bad. So let us not get into this. Spirituality will teach you how you can get purified. Alright? So, when you are in a particular company, you will get purified in that saintly discussion and partaking of this chanting and hearing of my glories. You will be thinking about all the glorious stuff only. When you think about the glorious stuff and you get purified of all the sins, it's once when you start moving from this world to that world, you will get purified as you go along. Whoever hears, chants and respectfully takes to heart, these topics about me becomes faithfully dedicated to me and thus achieves my devotional service. So those who are purely into spiritual, they have gone on the other side. For them, this is the most important thing. You have to take the name of the Lord, focus on Him, chant His name, respectfully treat Him. See, we normally look at God or any other thing with disrespect many a times. No, we are not supposed to do that. We are supposed to respect. Just like we may have respected our teachers or parents, God is greater than them, isn't it? You may respect your Prime Minister or President or the local officer. Don't you give respect? Because of the position. God is a far more greater position. So we need to give more respect to God. So then he becomes faithfully dedicated to me and thus achieves my devotional service. So he becomes my devotee. What more remains to be accomplished for the perfect devotee after achieving devotional service unto me? The supreme absolute truth whose qualities are innumerable and I am embodiment of all the ecstatic experiences. So, once you become devotee of God, what happens to the person? The God within you or the divine that we were talking about all these years now? The spiritual divine which is what we call Father in Heaven, Allah, God Almighty, that. So, when you are focused on that, what happens to you? You become completely devoted to Him. Single pointed devotion means you are only looking at that. You know, suppose if I have to give a talk. I will only look at, you know, look at the camera and talk to that camera, isn't it? Is there anybody inside the camera? <laughs> Nobody is inside. But am I not focused because I want to see, you know, everybody should look at me like this, isn't it? So I keep on looking like this. That means you think I am looking at you. Actually, I am looking at the camera. 
that is called single pointed devotion did you get the point i am not looking at the at the other people signing you know there it's not like that so did you understand what is single pointed devotion when you look inside the camera and you are not looking anywhere else see now you will see that my vision is on the right hand side actually i am looking at everybody's faces over here but if i were to look in the camera like this you will think i am looking at you isn't it so this is what is called single pointed devotion you look towards god alone that's it so you develop this single pointed devotion and then what happens to it you get ecstatic experiences now this is one word you need to listen and understand in the material world what kind of experiences you get you know the kind of experiences that you get yesterday i had gone to meet raj's parents they were demolishing the building next door and when raj's dad went out he came back in fast and he said you take your car away from here take your car away from here <laughs> please put it back otherwise those fellows will drop one big pile of rubbish or you know big stone on your car yes then what happened mom went out though when i was coming in i told them you know there is a dirty stink over there so because they are demolishing an old building and they were because they were demolishing the building they had demolished even the sewage system over there and the whole place was swelling so when the mom went out she started yelling at those fellows there how can you do like this so see think about it what am i saying to you just now i am talking about an experience what is an experience what you see feel hear touch isn't it so if the sewage line is broken you are going to get dirty smell is it not an experience in the material world yes if two people are fighting and you are listening to that don't you think it is only cacophony only just noise at and you would just want to close your ears and go away from there yes why because these two people are fighting it's an experience isn't it ecstatic experience is higher than normal experiences what is an ecstatic experience ecstatic experience is something beyond our ken and understanding it is when you are in the company of great people you feel you feel overwhelmed by them imagine Shahrukh Khan comes and knocks on your door tak 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 and you open the door <gasps> you know the kind of ecstatic experience you are going to have Shahrukh Khan coming to your door well not everybody seems excited over here maybe i should talk of some other person maybe aishwarya rai will do or maybe some other person <laughs> okay if donald trump knocks on your door don't ask me what you will do <laughs> but in the same breath i can say if somebody really you know you admire that person most and that person comes you know you are going to swoon this is swoon it's a very old english word by the way swoon so in the same way a person 
who is a devotee of God, while singing songs of God, starts crying. Tears flow. For what reason? There is no way of knowing. Now you are going to get an idea about what is an ecstatic experience. The person cries. Sometimes the person starts dancing away to glory. There may be no music around, but the person is just going like this, like this. Have you seen those people who suddenly, uh, you know, go into uh, that dance sequence? When that bhajan and kirtan is going on, how do they do it? Sometimes a person suddenly starts, you know, shouting and saying some words loudly. Mata ki jai, this jai, that, you know, I am sure you have heard them. You know? And those who have been to Kolkata and various other places, do you know during the Navratri festival, that big dhak is that, you know that thing is going on? The moment you start listening to that loud music, you start, you know, swerving like this. Why? That is what happens. If you go to a place where you are feeling very much divine, divine, you know, where there is divinity at that place. You know what happens? Exactly like that. So there are ways in which you get into what is called as an ecstatic experience. And this ecstatic experience can last for a very, very long time. If you ask some of the old people over here, ask them, what exactly happens to them? Some of them will tell you, you know what? Today since morning, I have got somebody drilling in my back. They'll say, oh my God, my neck is all held up. I have got a headache. That headache is not connected to your body problem, okay? That headache is the rise of your kundalini. The rise of the energy to that level that it doesn't allow you even to sit. You can't sit. It can go on from just for a few minutes to couple of hours. And if it goes on for a couple of hours, then you better call me. I'll come with an injection <laughs> to bring you down to earth. Alright. So this is called an ecstatic experience. You don't know what is happening. You have kind of a palpitation there. You think that you are going to have a heart attack. Actually, you will find that most of the time these people, they don't have, not that heart attack type of palpitation, but this is completely different. You will find ants crawling over your body, not the real ants. Huh? Otherwise, you will try to put some ants on. No. No, real ants, no. There is something, you get that feeling, something is happening on the back of your neck, back of your, you know, back and your spine. So on and so forth. It happens. There is a movie called Stigmata. I don't know whether you have heard about it. Stigmata is a thing where the person is so much devoted to Jesus Christ that they start bleeding from the center of their palm. On, on their own by the way. They don't go and poke themselves. They start bleeding on their own. How? JLT, just like that. It is because of 
ecstatic experience. So I hope you understood. Those who are on the path of spiritual, they will get ecstatic experiences. And they can come in the form of very simple tears flowing down your eyes to fantastic other experiences. And nobody on earth has any idea what they are all about. Okay. No doctor. I mean, you can go to the doctor and tell the doctor, you know, I think I have got some butterflies in my back or something like that. And the doctor will look at you and say, yeah, I will give you a form. You fill it and let us admit you to Nimans. Nimans is the mental asylum over here. <laughs> because the doctor also doesn't have any clue about it. And by the way, you will literally feel that you are mad. Okay. Many a times you go mad with this kind of a fervor that we call it. F-E-R-V-O-R, fervor. It's called spiritual fervor and nothing, you are not able to understand it at all. Just as cold, fear and darkness are eradicated for one who has approached the sacrificial fire. So dullness, fear and ignorance are destroyed for one engaged in service, the serving the devotees of the Lord. I was telling you about Seva Bhavana. When you serve your Guru, when you serve the devotees of the Lord, devotees of the Lords are Gurus, Saints, Sages and all. When you serve them with devotion, your, this is what happens. Just as cold, fear and darkness are eradicated from one who has approached the sacrificial fire. When you take a big thick blanket or you sit near a fire, your cold is removed. In the same way what happens, fear that is dullness, dullness is tamaguna. Fear and ignorance are destroyed. If one is engaged in serving the devotees of the Lord. If you serve that Guru, Saint, Sage, service. Now I don't need to tell you what service is all about. When you do service, dullness of the mind, fear, ignorance, they all get destroyed. The devotee of the Lord Peacefully fixed in absolute knowledge are the ultimate shelter for those who are repeatedly rising and falling within the fearful ocean of material life. Such devotees are just like strong boat that come to rescue persons who are at the point of drowning. Like when you are drowning and if there is somebody who throws you that, you know, uh, what do you call that, that round ring that is there. What happens? You are saved. Suppose a boat comes nearby and saves you. While you are in trouble, Somebody comes and picks you up from there. You are stranded nowhere. And somebody says, okay, can I give you a lift? Be careful. Huh? <laughs> Who you take lift from? But here, and if you see this guru guy giving you a lift, okay, then you can take it. No problem. Why? <laughs> it's because of this. He is a devotee of God. The devotee of God is the divine guru, saint or a sage. He is fixed in absolute knowledge. What is the meaning of the word absolute knowledge? The knowledge of the divine. He knows God one on one. He knows exactly who is God. And you will also want to know. So you have to approach him humbly. If you go and tell him, hey, bolta hai ki nahi. <laughs> this is Mumbai language. Raj may not like it. You, you can't do, go and threaten your guru and say, if you don't give me that language, <laughs> and that particular, you know, experience of God. No. He is devoted to the divine. 
he is completely lost in the divine he is one with this absolute knowledge and when you approach this guru when you approach this master he is the ultimate shelter for those who repeatedly rising and falling within the fearful ocean of material life so when you are rising and falling i told you na no, one leg here and one leg there so if you want to go towards the other side then you know whom to approach then you know how you have to leave everything in this world and come the reason is because then you want to be completely devoted to the divine there are three kinds of gurus one who are extremists extremists they will be only telling you day and night what chanting to do what to do this puja that puja this thing that thing and all this kind of things what happens to the normal life for them there is no normal life then there are ones who are basically taking money and then giving you all the knowledge there are those kind also which is the best kind the one which suits your taste you understand the lingo you understand the language you understand everything you know this person can guide you and take you towards your destination in your own way based on that particular person's way of living not i told you na religious way no the spiritual way so we are talking of that this person will take you from one place to the other just like a boat just as food in life is to all creatures just as i am the ultimate shelter of all the distressed and just as religion is the wealth of those who are passing away from this world so my devotees are the only refuge of persons fearful of failing and in falling into the miserable condition of life so like you have only one person to give you all the answers you see when you have a problem with your accounts you know you whom you go to your accountant isn't it <laughs> you have a chartered accountant and you will tell the chartered accountant sir i have a problem sir now if you have any legal problem whom will you go to you'll go to your advocate or your lawyer isn't it so you have a specialist over there na and when i have a problem with my computer and all i go to one specialist over here or i have one specialist in us or other place i'll call brito i have a problem whatever to do so yes yeah, we all have specialists in our life isn't it so for spiritual matters there is this specialist called the guru please go approach him and he will guide you on the path and he will do it in his way okay and his way may not be sometimes you know you may not like it like you may not like the chartered accountant telling you you have to pay 25000 rupees as tax you know you want to bash that fellow up many a times isn't that so <laughs> i was trying to save money and this fellow is telling me 25000 i have to spend no no i don't want to spend so much then he will tell you the real reason why he is saying so you see if you spend 25000 just now next year you can get a better compensation you can claim so many benefits ah now i understand good 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 you are a good guy can we not give 30000 then <laughs> you know we are like that so you go to specialist so the specialist in spirituality is this guru and please understand he is the ultimate shelter of the distressed you are distressed so where do you go to ji you know, some of some people over here call me ji <laughs> instead of guru they call me ji i say okay ji <laughs> okay 
like you say in a p and a and b like that okay i know <laughs> don't have to say that <laughs> okay so he is the ultimate shelter so you go to him just as religion is the wealth of those who are passing away in this world just like a person turns turns towards religion at the end of life you know what what a man does full life he is not bothered about things but at the end of life he says, oh god 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 please give me heavens god please give me that i don't want to die you know in pain can you just give me immediate death you look at all these old fellows you know what they are thinking of i don't want to suffer and die can god can you please ensure this for me what is this you are thinking of god just at the end when you have nothing else to do you got the point so just that religion takes care of this kind of people so he says you have the guru over there or you may be 16 years old or 20 years old does not matter so he can take you can take refuge in him you got it my devotee bestows divine eyes bestows divine eyes whereas the sun i will complete this two verses huh? it will take me another 3 4 minutes whereas the sun allows only external sight and that only when it is risen in the sky my devotees are one real worshipable deities and real family they are the one's own self and ultimately they are not different from me so if you really want a family your guru is your family okay that is what krishna is saying over here right what is krishna saying here he will give you the divine eyes to see the lord the guru gives you knowledge about the divine he will show you god he is the one real worshipable deity you don't have to go to any temple and church and all the worshipable deity is the guru himself the one who gives you the spiritual knowledge is the worshipable deity and the real family father mother brother sister husband wife all this all rolled into one okay he does all that 26 different characters hey you know kamalasan had done in some movie like that he is like that character all all rolled in one hmm? so <laughs> you can get whatever benefits you want you don't have to spend too much on other heroes and heroines one one is sufficient he'll give you full you know tragedy comedy sab milega full with songs dance bollywood sequences of course you will get all full dialogue baji also you will get from that one person so there so he is the real family and your own self he is also your own self the guru is inside of you also the one that you think you are searching for is the guru only is called the guru tatva this one who is called the spirit soul entity who is spiritual in you is the guru tatva the essence of the guru and ultimately they are not different from me krishna is saying this guru is not different from me at all i am the same one as the guru the guru is the same as him thus losing his desire to be on the same planet as urvashi maharaj pururava began to wander the earth free of all material associations and completely satisfied within the self so king pururava story aila gita is now over you know what happened to him this fellow he got completely deluded by urvashi of this world and now he said now after this i don't want to get deluded so i am only going to go run after <laughs> one thing which is the divide and this is where we come to the end of the chapter and we have ended chapter 26 next time we will start chapter 27 bye take care i'll see you all next time